Red Business with Jonathan Healy. Hi there, and thanks very much for joining us. Coming up on this episode, we're going to talk about Italian movies and Brazilian food, both coming to Cork. But first of all, let's talk music. Live at the Marquee, finally back after two years, and the lineup announced in the last few days is really, really impressive. We've got the Coronas, Olivia Rodrigo, Tommy Tiernan, Darrow Breed, and Christy Moore, and lots more to come. It's great to see such activity and the opportunity to go back to gigs as well. The Marquee is the brainchild of Irish music entrepreneur uh, Peter Aiken. Hiya, Peter. Not too bad, how are you? I'm very well. Look, uh, I suppose we have to begin by talking about the Ed Sheeran gigs. Uh, yeah. They were great for everyone who went to them. How are they for you from the promoter side? Oh, they're great. Oh, they're great. It's amazing to be involved with an artist like Ed and also with a production like that. You know, he's really, you know, he's pushed the boat out and come up with... Every time you think you've seen everything in life music and live production somebody else comes and does something completely different and that's what he's done and you know to put a ba- you know he's always been known as being a solo artist but he put a band around him and then he's come up with that amazing spectacle you know that I don't know if we'll ever uh, anybody will ever top it you know unless he does it himself yeah that is possibly the challenge he set yeah. himself alright yeah. the fact that you had Barky Cueve full to the rafters two nights in a row I know we've had a dearth of concerts Peter and we're desperate yeah. to kind of get out there does yeah. it show the appetite we have for live music yeah, definitely. There's huge interest in live music. There always has been, you know. I mean, it's it's well documented that Ireland punches well, well above its. I think it's the biggest concert going um, population in the world, you know. Mm. And everybody knows it, and that's why it, it is attractive to people because there's there's such an appetite and such a, you know, you can see the reaction that Ed gets in uh, got in Cork and Limerick and Dublin. And I've been to gigs all around the world and I've seen artists and, and it's, it's true, they don't get the, that type of reaction anywhere else, you know. Mm. What I found unusual about the gig, and it was a good thing, mm. was that you mm. had grannies, you had people yeah. of our age and you had small yeah. children all at the same event, all enjoying themselves uh, and yeah. uh, you, uh, committed to an artist uh, across generations, which is rare. Well, I think that's why we're such a big concert going public. You know, people, they go to everything, you know, and it's the same when we did Bruce Springsteen. You have three or four, you know, you have three generations out of the same that why Garth Brooks is such a success is that it's all age groups go to it. You know, we don't, Irish people don't tend to pigeonhole themselves into anything. You know, they're just, they love all sport, rugby, Gaelic football, soccer. So it's the same with, thank God, with the concert industry. And a lot of countries around the world, people are, you know, they're either in the rock music or they're in the pop music or they're in the folk music but in Ireland we seem to be into everything and that's great and it's a testament to you know also the great radio stations we have all over Ireland that play that aren't just playing top 20 but play everything you know mm, Absolutely well Ed you're, you're speaking on Ed FM as it became for a couple yeah. of days we've, we've yeah. added the R again now uh, just just purely well, for licensing fine. reasons um, yeah, the, great job. the one thing um, that we missed though uh, was the marquee and yeah. two years I mean I, I I have two gigs that I have to go on the marquee that were put off and put off uh, yeah. and, and it's back I mean has the tent been out your back garden all this time Peter? No no we bring that in no, no, they, 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 the same for the tent people. They've had no work for two years, so you know they're delighted to be getting back and uh, the stage as well. They have, you know, we bring that in from Malta the stage, so they've had no work for two years either. You know, um, so this year uh, we have we can look forward with confidence. These events are going to happen. We yeah. can say that now. Thank God. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What can people look forward to? Well, it's a, again, it's a wide range, and when we're bringing in possibly the biggest female pop, pop star in the world at the moment, and Olivia, you know, and. Then we're bringing back crowd favourites like Sheik and Nile Rogers and Sheik. Crowded House make their debut. Pet Shop Boys are making their debut in Cork. You know, then, you know, we have everything like from 
the phenomena that is Joanne McNally. She sold out 50 nights in Baker Street. She's got a sold out night in Cork to the old stalwart, you know, the stalwarts of Tommy Tiernan, Daryl Breen, and John Bishop is doing two nights to, you know, flat out rock in the National, simply red, and the great Irish acts and the Coronas, you know, so it's, and all, also Christy Muir, who, who's again has got another sold out show. So it's a testament to the Cork people, how much they like the marquee and how much they go to it, you know, because again, when you look at the numbers and the amount of people that are coming to it, you know, it, it shows you why Cork would have if it had an arena, it would be a very successful arena, you know. Mm. It would, for me, it, it's it just stands out that it's such a versatile space. You can put anything yeah. you want into the marquee, anything, a, a, anything. and you know, yeah. you can have a great music concert on a Wednesday, followed by a comedian yeah. uh, on a Thursday. Both sell out, yeah. and everybody has a good time. Uh, we we need yeah. that in Cork, don't we? Oh, definitely. You know, and it's been good, and it's it's been a great experience since the day I went in there the first day, and. You know, dealing with Cork City Council and all, you know, and then the, the police and all the local authorities couldn't be more helpful, you know, that's to be honest. And, uh, you know, and the artists love it. That's why they keep coming back and people keep asking about it. They don't even say Cork now. They just ask me about can they play the Marquee next summer? But you have to get the right balance. You know, you can't have too much rock. You can't have too much pop. You can't have too much comedy. You know, you have to have, to be able to do 21 nights. You need you need to have that diversity, you know, hmm. and um it's great when you bring it up. You know, Olivia's going to close it now. I mean, this the next time she comes to Ireland, she's going to be doing four nights at the point or something, you know? Yeah. Well, you have a track so, record there in the marquee. I, I remember Pink coming there when she yeah, was Pink really hitting the ground and, and you had yeah. her in the marquee early. Yeah, same as Lady Gaga, you know? Yeah, you could Lady spot Gaga these. was a big, you know, <laughs> yeah, Bob Dylan, you know, and you think about it, Roger Waters and, you know, Neil Young playing it. I mean, these, there was no reason they'd ever go to Cork before that, you know, so... And, it's, and people like it, you know, they like the, they like the, you know, they like the tent, they like the backstage, they like the catering, they like the Cork hotels, you know, I mean, I've never heard anybody not have a good experience going to Cork, you know. Yeah, well, again, we, we open the arms with hospitality, that's, that's one of the things we yeah. do. There, there were yeah. questions, of course, Peter, because that site is, is due for redevelopment, we know that, whether the marquee mm. would ever go ahead, you have it this year. I mean, is, is, is part of you always want to do something like this in Cork, even yeah. if that site's not available? Yeah, of course. I mean, and Cork City Council are going out of their way to try to accommodate me in that as well, you know. Yeah. Well, we've, had, we've, we've had two sites that we're looking at. But, you know, a couple of years ago, they said the marquee site, they're going to develop on it. So who knows what's going to happen in the future, you know. Yeah. Well, I see uh, it's up for, I seen the site in the paper there recently. It's, up, it's gone up for sale. Yeah, so well, again, we just don't know and uh, we'll cross every bridge when we come to it. The yeah. last two years have yeah. told us not to plan too far yeah. in advance. No. So when, when what night does the marquee kick off? It kicks off on the 27th of May, a couple of weeks away. Okay, so we're in full swing, getting going, 21 nights. Tickets still available yeah. for some of the gigs, and I presume some you, can, of the gigs, yeah. Yeah, you can find out all the details, as always, on ticketmaster.ie. Yeah. Peter, keep yeah. them coming. Uh, we, we really enjoy Thank the gigs. You. Thanks so Thanks much for taking there. the time. No problem. Thank you. Bye-bye. The only show in town for Cork Business, Red Business. There are many reasons why people start their own business with lockdown over the last few years, bringing out inspiration for many. My next guest turned to cooking as a way to cope with postnatal depression and actually recently opened her own Brazilian snack house on Kyle Street in the heart of Cork City. Renata Bertrand, how are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. How are you today? I'm very good. It's lovely to talk to you. The business, by the way, is called Golden Bites. I passed by it the other day. It's between the Coal Quay and North Main Street, and it's hard to miss, Renata. You've you've gone for pretty vibrant colours. Yes, a really shiny yellow, something to to remind the 
Brazilian sunshine, <laughs> which we need. To be fair, we don't we don't get much sunshine uh, around here, so we we'll take a little bit of imported sunshine. First of all, tell us about what you sell. Uh, so there are snacks. Uh, my idea is bring to to Cork firstly uh, a new idea, a new concept of finger food for parties or even for a quick snack. So they are basically croquettes filled with the most traditional one you have in Brazil is coxinha. Is that the, the the main product you have in the shop? So with the croquette is a dough filled with chicken. Oh, okay. And then we have like different flavors inside. We have cheese and beef and ham and cheese and also churros. The the Brazilian style is churros, so is the dough with the filling inside, so all like in small bites, easy to eat, and that's all. Yeah, all so made it, with love. <laughs> exactly. So it's it's finger food, but not as we know it. Uh, that there there's uh, there's not a bit of brown bread in sight. It's it's very much based in the Brazilian tradition. Now you're from Brazil, aren't you? Yes, I am from and, São Paulo. And how long have you been in Cork? Uh, nearly five years. Will be five years in August. Okay. And how did you find Cork when you first moved here, Renata? I just fell in love at the first first minute, actually. <laughs> we actually came to... I, I really don't know how to explain. Maybe I think it, we just felt like so welcome here. And people in Cork, they are really friendly and welcoming. I don't, I don't know. I just felt in love. Like my, my Our first idea, my husband and I actually, was stay here just for two years. But then we just decided, yeah, that's the place we want to raise our kids and have our life for like for long you know well it is Cork's benefit now that we're getting to sample the type of food that you're bringing here because I don't know of any other place in Cork that's selling decent churros that thing that's the first thing so yeah you kind of have that market cornered yes yeah that's good because churros is something that uh is more popular so people here like they are the locals are coming more because of the churros because they know what it what what the churros are but they don't know like the, the way our churros is. So they are getting surprised with this and they are uh, trying the, the other other products also. So yeah, it's and, been like a good experience. And t- tell us about how you got into it because you, you started cooking, um, I, I suppose, to to relax and, and to, uh, to deal with something that was going on in your life. I mentioned it earlier, but you might tell us about what, what started you down this road. Yes, so uh, in 2019, I just had my first baby, uh, Eric, in September. And then after, I just started to feel like really bad. So I was just being at home. I wasn't ready to come back to work. I was afraid of actually to, to just leave my baby, I don't know, in a crash or with some, someone taking care of him and come back to the normal life. So, but at the same time, uh, I, I don't think it's fair. I say like being just a mom because it's not just a mom. I'm used to say like, I'm working more when I'm at home with them than when I'm doing like whatever. So, but but being, I was feeling like useless, you know? I, I think that's the, the best way to explain what I was what I was feeling at the moment. Mm. And what did and what then, did cooking do to relieve some of that pressure? That that's perfectly normal and understandable, and you're you're obviously not alone in in that feeling. But how did yes. cooking help you? 
uh, it's something that I always love to do, like cook. So I was following my mom's advice. She, she said, like, you need just to do something to keep your your mind uh, busy or to do something that gives you pleasure, you know. And then I started to cook just for some friends at first. And then I started to get some orders because they start to talk in, in between. Like uh, one friend recommend to the other and then it just started to... <laughs> to, to 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 become a business. Yes, and, and all of a sudden a light went on. Is that I can actually probably sell more of these to the good people of Cork yes, where I've made my yes. home. So um the shop has been open for how long at this point? Um uh, we just opened the last Patrick's Day. Okay. So the shop it, just like two months, two nearly three months. And open. what has the reaction been? Because again, I a Brazilian food is something we don't have a huge amount of here. So have you got a lot of let's call them devotees who keep coming back? Yes, yes. And it's actually like quite surprising for me because uh, I was expecting to open the shop like uh, a really long time ago, but I was afraid of like we have a, a huge Brazilian community here, but I wasn't expecting to sell like more for Brazilian. And it's actually helping, uh, happened like uh, 60% local and 40% Brazilians here. Wow, okay. So in other words, the good people of Cork are, are kind of getting into it. Yes, I think they're, uh, people in Cork, they are quite open to try like new food and new experience, you know. Renata, we wish you and everybody else involved in Golden Bites the best of luck. It is a beautifully vibrant yellow shop on Thank a you. street that you you might not know the name of it, but it is Kyle Street. It's between the Cold Quay and North Main Street. Renata Bertrand, thank you so much for joining us on Red Business and the best of luck to you. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure and will be a pleasure to receive you and all the people will be welcome there in the shop to try oh, I'm, our I'm food. Co- I'm, I'm coming in. I'm, I'm not going to wait too longer for this. This, this. this is something I'm going to have to probably try today. Yes, please <laughs> come to try it. People people, people will like to, to have like a bit of the Brazilian vibe there. Well, it would be nice. I could do with a little bit of that as well. Thanks, Renata. Thank you so much. The only show in town for Cork Business. Red Business. For the first time in the event's 30-year history, Cork is going to host the Italian Film Festival, which runs from the 19th of May to the 22nd. The full lineup for the festival is going to showcase eight films altogether. Marco Giacchini is the director of the Italian Cultural Institute of Dublin. He's here to tell us all about it. Ciao, Marco. Ciao, buongiorno, grazie. Lovely to talk to you. Um, tell me a little bit about why you're bringing the festival to Cork this time around. Actually, as you said, it's the first time in Ireland that we propose this kind of uh, format, which is a format of festival who, who already runs uh, across Europe and the world since uh, 30 years. So uh, we found out that Cork it was the right city because it has uh, a long history of uh, cinema itself. Uh, with uh, uh, Cork is hosting a lot of festivals like uh, Cork International Film Festival, Cork Branch Film Festival, and so on. So uh, thanks to the support also of the University College Cork, we could organize a great uh, edition this year. Um, I I have to say, I know a lot of Italian people living in Cork. Apple uh, brought a lot of them to our shores uh, in recent years. So you probably have got a good Italian expat audience who probably love to go and see an Italian film in a Cork cinema. Yes, actually, we also focus on both Italian and Irish people that can to the, to the cinema to see our movies. Of course, they are in Italian language, but with English subtitles. So we expect to have a lot of Italians going to the cinema, but also as well a lot of Irish people, friends of Italian culture, 
as well as friends of the cinema culture. So uh, it's, we, we have a, a lot of Italians who are living there, but we expect more Irish people going to Tell us a little bit about the films that are on display, because there are some celebrated movies that people may not have heard about. So what can people expect? Yes. Uh, if you see uh, the uh, the title of the festival, it's uh, a nice Italian film festival. Nice means a uh, new Italian cinema event. So it's a sort of mix of Italian um, first works of uh, directors uh, of cinema, movie directors, and also works of a very renowned uh, director, like, for example, Ennio. Ennio will be the first and the last uh, film um, displayed in uh, screens in Ireland. Uh, and, of course, it's a very... Um, uh, the, the, the director is very well known in, in Ireland because it's uh, Giuseppe Tornatore himself. So um, uh, we have a mix of different kind of uh, uh, films. For example, we have A Perfect Stranger, which is a movie, it's not that uh, new, uh, it, uh, um, it was uh, published in uh, 2016, but it, has, uh, it had a lot of remakes uh, all over the world. It had been remade uh, more than 20 times, but not in, Italian, in English language, that's why we propose it uh, as the first opening film. Then we have uh, uh, a selection of uh, new works of new directors, like uh, Spring Ride, Calcinculo, or uh, Europe, or Futura, which are showcasing uh, um, different uh, um, uh, aspects of the Italian contemporary uh, culture. For example, inclusivity, gender issues, or um, young people. For example, Futura is a ride, a trip around Italy interviewing young people. So it's very interesting for young Irish people know how uh, young uh, Italian people they okay they and how how them. how can people get their hands on tickets Marco if they want to go along and see it it's running from the 19th to the 22nd a lot of the activity is going to be focused around the gate cinema so how can people find out more about it so uh, yes the, the main um, point is the the gate cinema which is uh, one of our partner of this edition so uh, you can buy tickets on their website of gate cinema court and uh, so the, the, the opening uh, um, evening will be uh, in, the, in, the, in the Gate Cinema in the uh, screen number one, uh, the 19th of May at 7 p.m. Yeah, if you Google Gate Cinemas, it's cork.gatecinemas.com and you'll find all of the details on there. Marco, wishing you and your colleagues the very best of luck. Marco Giaucini, Director of the Italian yeah. Institute of Culture. Thanks for joining us, Marco. Thank you very much, and I'll be present, of course, at the Gate Cinema, so I hope you, that you, we can meet there. Okay? Absolutely, we'll talk Bye. to you then. Thank you so much. That is it from another episode of Red Business. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget, every episode is available right now from redfm.ie. Kira McDonough was the producer, and we'll catch you on the next one. Get the Red Business Podcast every week with Jonathan Healy at redfm.ie and wherever you get your podcasts.